I am in love. I think this is so dope. I am in love. I think this is so dope. I am in love. I think this is so dope. I am in love. I think this is so dope. I am in love. I think this is so dope. I am in love. To that bad boy right there. I am in love. To that bad boy right there. I am in love. I think this is so dope. I am in love. To that bad boy right there. What is up, everybody? Welcome to the Table Talk Podcast. This is not the second time we've done this, we promise. Uh, My internet's fine. Everything's fine, and we never have to do things over again. If you're watching Um, this this VOD, can we talk about Mason's Cup real quick? (laughs) (laughs) How it's a beer mug from Target that you can buy in a pack of four. (laughs) That is nuts. That's a gallon, at least. That's a half gallon. That's a half gallon. It's a good drinker. And And like a real one, he filled it with ice water. Yep. Right. Uh, hey everybody, I am one of the three wizards of the West Michigan coast that Ooh, is the Table Talk baby. podcast. Good um, change up. We got two boys on the north side, me on the west side of Michigan, and my name is Nate. You can find me Nate Porty on the gram. I am Ida Legend 217 on Xbox. Uh, Nate Porty is also my handle like in a lot of places. So like MTG Arena, Be Real, that's just where it's at. So um Look me up if you would like to see what I post about in my personal <laughs> time or play video games or beat me in magic because I'm not good. I just have fun. Um, I'm joined by, like I said, the two other wizards of our coast here. Mr. Jared, the Daddy Clark. What up, what up, what up? Hey, guys, it's Jared. Uh, excited to be here with my boys tonight. Uh, you can follow me on PlayStation at... Big ounce underscore 93 or at Jared underscore Clark 30 uh, on Instagram and all that junk. Um, I think my nerdy thing I did this week, uh, I started Game of Thrones and I'm kind of regretting it. I'm going to be honest with you. I got two episodes into two episodes into season one and I just, it was just uncomfortable, man. Like, it's just like, yo, this, I don't know how this was on TV. And <laughs> so. I watched, <laughs> I watched, it's true, I watched uh, like a 25-minute recap just so I can get through it because it was uncomfortable. And then I then went and started watching season two, did the same thing, recap, and I was like, season three, okay, this is kind of doable. And then I'm going to be honest with you, I just started watching lore videos on YouTube <laughs> because I think it's just really cool, <laughs> like the lore behind it rather than the show. I think there's some cool moments in the show. There's dragons and stuff like that. Mm. Uh, I don't think I'm going to finish it. I, to my, all those Game of Thrones fans out there, no offense to you. I, I'm a huge Lord of the Rings stand, and I know it's got Lord of the Rings vibes to it. I just was like, I think there's some things in there that I'm not fun or fond of, you know, uh, personally. But uh, other than that, the most nerdy thing I've done is uh, making a Boros Spell Slingers commander deck. Yikes. What <laughs> Boros mean, Jake? Uh, red and white in commander, which is a 100-card singleton format in NTG, mm. um, which is one of my favorite. I used to not like it, and I used to like wish I didn't play it, and I was like, yeah. I don't want to play it. And then I got bit by the bug about three months ago, and I have not been able to stop. Uh, I just bought a camera bag so I can get all my uh, decks camera in there. <laughs> That's where it's at. Stop trying really? to buy deck holders and like that. Camera gear bags are a little more expensive, but so keep your stuff safe. Boros spells linger. Okay, I'm a yeah, little like Timmy it. guy. Okay, what I mean by little Timmy for those who don't know MTG slang is that little Timmy is they just wants to ramp, play big 
like cast massive bombs and big creatures and swing and hit face. That's me as a player. I'll admit it. Casting I'll bombs. Break I'll break that down. He wants to play big spells that cost a lot of mana yeah. that do a lot of damage or have a big trigger to them. Yes. And he wants to swing at face, which means he wants to do that damage to you directly with spells or with creatures. Just creatures, really. He wants to hurt you emotionally. I want, I want to physically beat the crap out of you with cards. Yes. Um, and I'm changing up. The, I'm switching up the pattern. Uh, I'm doing a. Uh, I'll just. I'll do this really quick. The fire song and Sunspeaker. I don't know if anybody's heard of it, but it's four and a red and a white. Uh, it's a four-six Minotaur cleric, and it says this. Let me read this to you. Red instants and sorcery spells you control have lifelink. Oh my gosh! One more thing. Oh, whenever you cast. Oh, my boy's moving. Porter's going to get something. Uh, whenever white instance or sorcery spell, yes, exactly. Porter's went and grabbed his copy. Play no, this I deck. I just pulled this this week, and I was it's like, "Oh, broken, that's fun. My Hold dude. on. Okay, let me finish this. White instant and sorcery spells you cast that cause you to gain life. Fire song and sunspeaker deal deal three damage to target creature and player. And so my whole build around this deck is casting big red X spells. So. Like earthquake, fireball, like I got lightning helix here in a stack. Lonesome <laughs> unicorn. Away, <laughs> it's broken. Uh, so basically that and casting multicolored instant sorcery. So I'm making a spell slingers deck. That's and, awesome. Uh, it's out of my comfort zone, but I've been doing that more lately as a person. So that is me as a my week in nerdum. Um. I'm gonna hand it off to my boy on my screen. He's directly to my left. The thickness, Mason. Let's go. Yo, what up, gang, crew, squad, tabletop boys? What up, <laughs> tabletop table fam? My name up, is Mason Sayer, and I am here to party. Let's go. <laughs> I don't know. It's so awkward at that. Hot rod line where you're like, I know for a fact you don't party. Yeah, but I know for a fact that you do like to party. I have never met anyone in my life who parties as hard or consistent as Mason Sayer. Yeah. The the key Mason to partying is, yeah. is to never stop. And so mm, you just never true. stop. So my Mason be dead tired, hit a pocket of energy in his body like he moved weird unleashes like a small thing of adrenaline and he becomes a different person i i literally call it artificial energy and it's what i do is you know how exhaustion points work in dungeons and dragons hit me with it where it's like every time you don't take a full rest you take another point of exhaustion and if you hit seven you die i just used those and so (laughs) i'm like that one class of barbarian that can use exhaustion points to basically exist forever Hey, yeah. Mason, can we talk for a second? Are you good? No. <laughs> I haven't completed a long rest in years. <laughs> years. He's an elf. I don't have to sleep. Uh, my, my nerdy thing this week is this little bad boy. And for our audio listeners, this is my new gaming PC. Um, and it is beautiful. The only piece of RGB is the 3080 um, graphics card, frames, then. which is... No RGB. <laughs> the 3080 is like the second best graphics card on the market um and it's only theoretically worse than the next better one which is the 3090 
Um, this is the TI by, like, version. Worst by 10? Worst by, like, theoretical. <laughs> <laughs> theoretical time? Um, but, yeah. I don't know what that means. <laughs> I'm I don't not going to Okay, That's on me. That's on me. But, yeah. So, that's my thing. Hopefully, there's no lag uh, in this week's episode if you're watching visually. Um, I can't say anything for my internet. Um we still have point-to-point internet, so it can cut out at any time if it feels like it, like it did at the beginning of this episode. There you go. <laughs> no, it didn't. What are you talking about? No, it about? didn't. It certainly it did not. Didn't. Uh, we, we, don't have, we don't have technical issues on this podcast. Are you no, kidding me? No, not at all. Yeah, not my my not other nerdy thing also is that this week alone, I've put 24 hours into Watch Dogs Legions and beat it. And uh, Hey, I, I, I had fun it. with that game. I thoroughly enjoyed that game. Ratings are I gotta really good. I got to add that to the list. Yeah. If you haven't played yeah, any Watch Dogs game. Squad up game. Yeah. Watch Dogs 1, 2, and Legions. Watch Dogs 1 is so, obviously my favorite. But Question, boys. is It's on Xbox, obviously, right? Sure. All, is, you can squad up, right? Oh, yeah. Yeah. What if we squad up one night? Is it cross-platform? I, uh, I have an Xbox. There's like, a, there's like some... There's like some uh, character creation element to this third-person shooter that I uh, enjoyed until it felt like it got over my head. I'm the kind of guy who needs a little bit of help. Like, hey, what's okay. the best yeah, yeah. here? So it's it's a, it's a lot of fun. I ended up trying to just like blow stuff up and carry a big gun. My, like that. What I like to do is throw my head at a brick wall until it works in terms of games like this, where it's like I don't customize my character. I just go hard in stealth like or just whatever character I have on hand. So yeah, I feel like where your head's at. <laughs> um, speaking of liking where your head's at, nope, I got no second. <laughs> oh, dude. <laughs> you can hey, head over to our Patreon page. Oh, nice. Oh, you can head nice. over to our Patreon page if you I think mean, we're just funny enough to throw some support at. We've got a few different avenues. Hey, we're on Spotify. You might be listening that way. We're on YouTube. You might be watching that way. We're on Patreon. Um, you might be uh, actually listening or watching that way. We also have some other rewards and some fun things there. Uh, we're trying to see what we can do with this. Again, if you just want to support us in that way, we will be super grateful to you so far. Not going to lie. Moment of transparency. No, no subs, no members, okay. but that's okay because yeah. we're here to talk about nerdy things, try to make them easy and applicable and easy to explain to people who might not have heard them before. And I want to give a couple shout outs this week, actually, to a few people because I think oh, one of our goals was hit, but I'll get to that in a minute. Oh. Um, first of all, I don't know if you have seen any of our content. We got this little gold backpack. Right, this little gold backpack that's kind of like our logo. It's kind of the Journeyman logo. Yep. Um, you can find our pod under the Journeyman Studios channel. That was actually uh, drawn by my friend Rissa, and she'll probably never hear this because uh, she might. She's, <laughs> she's a solid nerd, but she's got a company called Wheat Penny Provisions. She is an that's amazing so cool. artist. She drew this backpack. Uh, she's on the gram um, as Rizzo, the Atomic Fireball, and her website is wheatpennyprovisions.com she's an amazing artist and she drew the backpack i never shouted that out and i felt bad for a while so shout out to her shout out to my friend jalen who said who is a barista at wild rose coffee in granville michigan who said oh a podcast send it to me i'll listen to it and then he did so shout wow out to him. 
Dude, I also can I give a shout out to somebody like that do too? It, do really it, quick? do it, do it. Uh, my boy Braxton from Fresh Coast. Braxton, I don't know if you're gonna. You, I know Braxton will listen to this. Uh, he's not a. He's a video. He plays video games and he's a nerd, but he's not like a D and D or magic kind of a nerd, which we kind of talk about a lot here. But we actually we encompass all nerddom, right? And I told him about it, and I was like, "Hey, I'm kind of in this podcast. We talk about this stuff." And he goes, "Yo, hit hit me up with that. Like, I want to listen to it." And he listened to all three episodes in one day while we're working next to each other, and. Uh, so follow my boy Braxton. He's an up and coming hip hop artist and makes super super good music at B Hill on oh. Spotify. Um, but yeah, dude, he he's a legit dude, and I appreciate you, bro. So yeah, dude. Hey, I'm a, I'm gonna do a shout out also. Let's go. Wait, let's go. Let's go. <laughs> um, thanks for listening, Thatcher Scott. <laughs> I do. Yes. My guy. My guy. If you know the Wildcat podcast at all, you know our one true fan is Thatcher Scott. And Thatcher has also listened to this podcast all the way through. Also, Thatcher's super awesome. His uh he has a band and his band is um Young Martian. Young Martian. Thank you. Holy crap. I don't know. I, I forgot you. that I for a sec. Uh, but yeah, Young Martian. They're on Spotify. Check them out. Good music. Dude, he also recently he just got an Instagram. Us, he wrote us an he intro did. song. I'd play hey, it. If they want to, yeah, we'd play a Young Martian intro song. But he also. just recently got an Instagram, and it's, I don't, I don't know how he's not Instagram famous, too. The first thing. Second thing is, it's one of the, he, he's one of the funniest dudes I know. Like, I yeah, just started following him. He, He's legitness. I'll say it. I'll be that guy. I'll say it. He is legitness. He followed me on Facebook and Instagram. And so I feel honored as a person. So thank you, Thatcher. (laughs) I like it. I like it. Um, Final shout out I want to give. He's actually, if you listen to this, you are in my phone as my man, Ethan Stiefel. That's your contact info because he's my man, Ethan Stiefel. Ethan was like vibing on episode two so hard that he just like thought it was live and was just enjoying the content so he's just started commenting in parts like he was in a <laughs> that's chat cool. live. <laughs> that's so cool so, uh and i also want to say we're building a party he's he's open to building a party because his second comment uh um no his first comment where's his comment <laughs> <laughs> love it So, all right, Porter's going to cut this um, His daughter and what race that or what class she might be. My oh. guy. Yes, I love that. That's so cool. So, somewhere oh, in the Oh, it's so cool. He's, uh, he's got that there, so I'll have to Dude, and make sure. I want to say this. Let me let me say this real quick. Say What's it. his name again? Give me, give, it was his name, Ethan. Ethan? Stiefel. Ethan Stiefel. You are invited to play in our, I'm going to just make an executive decision, our uh, D&D stuff. Though I want to record in the future, uh, for um, our one shots and things like that, I want more people to be in it. But Ethan, I think that's really cool. Um, just a quick update on story writing for uh, the one shot. The theme in the setting is Caldheim. If you're a magic nerd, it is Soulsborn. It is Lovecraftian, and the setting of Caldheim. So that's just sick. Be ready for that. That's exciting. So Be ready for it gets, that. It gets better. And I, I don't know if it was us. I don't know if it was just the universe. But he sent me this text the other day. This is okay. yesterday. 5.45 okay. p.m. 
All right, bro, dot, dot, dot. Let's say I wanted to get into magic. Where would I start? Oh, let's go. No way. My heart soared. I got a little bit, uh, no, I wouldn't say I got in trouble, but the amount of <laughs> texts I sent him in response when I was supposed to be planning my wedding with my fiance, you know, got me a little of the water, got a little hot, you know, but that was, Ooh, that was you know, split focus is, is a problem right. for me, but, um, Same. welcome. Uh, I'm super excited. We have a lot to talk about. I'm glad we Ethan's do. We, a nerd. we really do. It's Let's a get, great <laughs> to be a nerd. Let me, t- let me tell you some, let me tell you something. And oh again, God. this is this is you know not just about the fact that our Patreon is cool. They're not not just about the fact that Spotify is where we're at, and it's not just about our YouTube channel. It's about being a nerd. It's about talking right. about nerdy stuff mm. and enjoying ourselves. So here's what happened in the last week for some big names. Basically, we're gonna break it down. We're gonna try to hit a few things. Mason in the back. Yes, I just hand. I just want to really quickly before we go into stuff that's not this podcast i would like to say that sooner rather than later maybe before this episode is released this podcast may also be available on apple podcasts and amazon music and google podcasts no way way. let's clap it up we're having we're having a good time here Um, (laughs) so here's what happened this week wizards the company that is oh what does that book that company that owns. I just saw it fly off. <laughs> I don't know what that was. It's like, don't worry, owns- some maneuvers. <laughs> and listed lazily to the left. It could just be a ghost. I don't know. Um, company. It owns Dungeons and Dragons. It owns Magic the Gathering. They were like, hey, we're going to drop a lot of content at you in one day, so buckle up. And I buckled up, and it didn't matter. It was a lot. So we're going <laughs> to yeah. talk about a little bit today. I don't know what we're going to get to first. I say we pop into some of the big MTG oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. There's just so many. I mean, yes, we talk about it all the time. Spoilers everywhere. But, Jared, can you talk a little bit about not just the spoilers for Dominaria United, which is the next right. set, but right. also like the calendar for the next year, year and a half they dropped. And it is... Spice. It's it's, it's so spicy. It's gas. It's every bit of gas. It's yep. premium, not unleaded. It's premium <laughs> gas. Like, um. So let, let's just start with this really quick. Okay. So Dominaria United. We're going back to Dominaria for the third or fourth time, which for a lot of Magic fans or long-standing Magic fans, some of them have comments about it. I say deal with it. I love refreshing a setting. Um, why not? It's cool. Dominaria was a really cool set. I didn't really get a chance to play it. Uh, when Dominaria first came out, it was before my time when I started. And then I played when Elgin Moon started, and then I stopped after Ixalan, and then Dominaria came out. So this is my first Dominaria set coming back to Magic that I really get to jump into. And the set looks nuts. It comes out September 9th. Okay. Go to scryfall.com. They have the full set at scryfall.com. If you don't use scryfall, like, Dude, they keep up on the spoilers. Like, I, I can't talk about an MTG website enough. Uh, they give updated pricings. They give, if you are a MTG finance person, they give graphs on finances and things like that. And um, it's just such a wealth of knowledge for MTG uh, or Magic the Gathering. But the set looks nuts. I mean, it looks absolutely crazy. I just want to, I mean, dude, 
we're obviously heading into Phyrexian territory. We're heading back to Phyrexia, heading back to Phyrexians. Which Shieldred, is, which is a huge the, lore thing. Uh, huge which, lore thing. Just, a, just yeah. a one point I want to make. Magic the Gathering is a card game, but every set is telling its own story. Yep. So a there are specific cards that yep. are even called, like, um, what are they called? Like, story showcase or something like that. Because they're, yeah. like, telling the story in this set. So it's not just a bunch of random cool cards. Some of them are. They're reprints. But right. they're telling a story with each set, and it all plays into the big universe of their story. So cards that, like, do one thing in this set are typically a continuation yeah. of previous sets. Uh, I'm a huge fan as of recently of reading flavor text on cards. When I go look at a set, I will go through and read the flavor text. And there's lore YouTube videos you can get into if you are, there's like lore play styles where like you get points for a certain amount of lore in your deck, like in connections, which is really, really cool. Um, but I just want to hit one card and I think it's really, really broken as a commander. Uh, Shieldred the Apocalypse, dude, two and double black, legendary creature, she's a Phyrexian Praetor, she's one of the original Praetors, she's a 4-5 with Death Touch, nuts, whenever you draw a card, you gain two life, hold up, wait a minute, whenever an opponent draws a card, they lose two life, that is broken, you can just infin in infinity combos, there's so many crazy legends so many crazy cards in the set the set looks bonkers they didn't pull any punches when it comes to the set um it's gonna be very powerful in my opinion and i think it's gonna be bring a lot of fun to commander and standard i think it's gonna bring some breath like a breath of fresh air that standard and commander kind of need um following that is magic's 30th anniversary magic 30 uh it's in las vegas there, there's a whole bunch of events happening. It's October 28th through the 30th. Uh, I can't even begin to tell you. There's going to be guest stars. There's going to be releases. There's going to be commander. There's going to be tournaments. There's going to be prizes. It's crazy. They're getting. It's their slogan is it's magic, but we're getting back to the gathering. It's kind of yeah, corny, but you know, I like it. It's clever. I, I, I know. It's as a dad, I'm like that's kind of cool, but I like it. Right. Um. So this is, uh, this is MTG 2022, so this is what we're working through, just kind of giving you guys a lowdown of this is what's happening this year. Uh, we're getting another um, Universes Beyond with a commander set for Warhammer 40k. Um, they own Warhammer? Uh, no, they don't own Warhammer. They are doing oh. like brand, like it's kind of like a brand deal. Cool. If that makes sense. Um, I think it's really cool. There's a lot, there's like nine spoilers on Scryfall. There is the commanders, the legendary cards for this set look amazing. The yeah. spoilers for this set, it looks, it's going to be so much fun. They did a soul ring reprint that looks metal. Like it looks like, it looks like a metal breakdown for the soul ring. Like these two soul rings, like it just, uh, there's three soul rings. My, oh, no, my bad. Four soul rings. All yeah. these soul rings look amazing in this set. Um, it just there's yeah, dude. I'm geeking out of my mind over here wow. over this stuff. Uh, and then finally we're gonna close out um 2022 with Brothers War, which is kind of like the second block, second story in Dominaria. It is Urza and oh, I should know this. People are in the people in the chat and they're like, Jared, you're dumb. <laughs> um, 
it's Urza and his brother, and from if you if you're in the lore of Dominaria, Urza is the Grand Artificer, and his brother Mishra. Is it Mishra? I think it's Mishra. Uh, I might be wrong, but uh, it is going to be a fun set. Uh, there's not really any spoilers on it yet, but it's it's something to kind of keep your eye on. Um, I think, and then let's move to where the heat's at. This is yeah. this is where the heat comes in. MTG 2023. Okay, there's no release dates. They just kind of give quarters, like when this stuff is going to come out. So, for my MTG old school fans, oh. we're going back to Phyrexia in the first quarter of 2023. Phyrexia all will be one is the name of the set. Which is is terrifying. Elish Norn, if you know who Elish Norn is, creatures you control get plus two, plus two. Creatures your opponent's control get minus two, minus two. Like, Legendary Praetor. Like, just some broken, broken, broken stuff. Um, Dude. It's sounding it's, wild. I don't know what I any of this is. But when uh, you say their is, abilities, I get scared yeah. from, kind of where I'm at, from my things. I, I don't, yeah. I don't know a ton about the lore. Right. It's fun to read flavor on cards. I like kind of playing cards, like the mechanics of it more than, and, and people will come for me for that. Right. But, right. but I, I just like playing the card game and it's a lot of fun. Right. Dude. Okay. So let me just get both of you. Let me give you just a quick. Yeah. Give us if a rundown. I can summarize Phyrexia in, uh, to you really quick. Phyrexia is like Mad Max on steroids. <laughs> Yikes. Ooh, uh, that sounds fun. Phyrexia is like body modification, gore. It's like just freaking metal fist to the sky. Like, it's dope. <laughs> um, Phyrexia is a lot of fun. Followed by the second quarter, which is the next set, is March of the Machine. I think it's kind of the final block in that, or one of the block, final blocks in that set. Uh, it's the epilogue of the events and the aftermath of Phyrexia All is One. Um, it's got Teferi in it. I'm not, I mean, if you're a blue white fan, yay, Teferi, woohoo, just Planeswalker. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's cool. You can cast spells in your opponent's turn. Woohoo. Uh, yeah, as you can tell, <laughs> I'm pretty salty about Teferi. Um, also, I've, Teferi's protection has been cast on me far too many times. Um, I uh, just sold a shout out to I think his name is Kyle in Colorado your card is on the way <laughs> you, ship, you ship out of uh, a Teferi's yeah, projection I, I shipped out the uh, Double Masters reprint of Borderless Foil Teferi's nice there you go um, hey, you're making money you moves let's go All right. this is where things get controversial okay <laughs> Okay. MTG's advance. This is where things get controversial. Porter and I talked a little bit about this. We're going back to Eldraine. If a lot of people don't remember, but Eldraine, Throne of Eldraine was a set that came out a few years ago and it plagued Standard because it was so, so, so overpowered. Okay. Um, And it plagued Standard. Commander was a lot of fun kind of a thing really broken green was nuts right we're going back to Eldrain in quarter three in the third quarter of 2023 it's called the wilds of Eldrain. uh 
It is basically, if you don't know what Eldraine is, it is, I love Eldraine. I think Eldraine was one of the really, really cool sets. I think it's really sweet. Uh, it is a fairy tale based, um, everything, any fairy tale you can think of was mixed into, there's Beauty and the Beast oh, that's in cool. the last, um, there's Beauty and the Beast in the last one. There's so many cool things. There's a lot of fairy tales. Uh, we're going back to Eldraine and the wilds of Eldraine and I am nervous but excited yep rightfully so I as would a, think as a little Timmy guy you know little Timmy monsters <laughs> I'm just ready for some big monsters to come from that you know big creatures and then this I want to talk to you boys about this this I want to talk about just for a second I'm on this really quick okay Hit it. in the fourth quarter of 2023 we're going back to Ixalan now I know a little bit more about Ixalan I know okay no, I don't. Okay, oh, we can we can inform, but it's called the Lost Caverns of Ixalan. Okay, I. There are three factions fighting over islands: vampires, <laughs> dinosaurs, and merfolk. So we're gonna get a lot of dinosaurs, a lot of vampires, and a lot of merfolk, which I'm okay with. I mean, vampires is like there's always right. more vampires every set. We probably need right. some more fun merfolk. And I think we need more fun dinosaurs because I like yeah. dinosaurs, but I don't play any dinosaurs just because I can't find like a commander that I'm just like in love with. There are some fantastic dinosaur commanders. I didn't know dinosaurs yeah. were cards. Oh, you should. <laughs> Perfect. You, Jason, uh, you would love a dinosaur deck. I love a dinosaur deck. want a dinosaur deck now. It, dude, there, there's like Gishath. There's a whole bunch of other like dinosaur commanders. I agree. Like it's like I think the idea of playing as dinosaurs is really really cool. You just gotta get the right commander for you. Um, I stopped playing Magic for some years after Ixalan because I was really bored of it. Um, Ixalan was used as a power down set a few years ago. The first Journey to Ixalan or the first Ixalan set was used as a power down set after Kaladesh and after Hour of Devastation and things like that. Uh, and Amonkhet in Aether Revolt. It was a uses a power down set so it was pretty like meh it was very meh like it just was a like and i think they kind of knew that going into it like they had to power it down so it wasn't gonna be that fun uh so i'm a little nervous but i really really think the art from it looks really really good um and looks it just looks like a ton of fun seriously like i i I'm excited for it and I'm nervous for it because like we said, Merfolk need some help. I think Merfolk have been a tribe that's been missing from Standard and from uh, Commander is kind of there. There's kind of some Merfolk stuff, but I think it could use some help. And and we're saying Merfolk like as a tribe needs help. As a tribe, like, yes. Obviously like Thrasa, there are Thrasa cards that are see competitive Commander staples right. win by right. turn five. I get that. What we're saying is like as a tribe for people mm -hmm. who are especially new to magic, just like building decks and they want right. to build a Merfolk tribal, there's not a lot of like recent options. And let right. me tell you, Merfolk, their like main thing is they're unblockable. Yeah, Am they're I correct? That's no, all you're, I you're, that's all I know about Merfolk. So just to dumb it uh, down for all of you, Merfolk annoy the crap out of me. 
That's <laughs> fair. That's fair. I, I kind of, when Ma- uh, Mason first started Magic, I played against him with some Merfolk stuff that was unblockable. It was kind of ruthless. I was like, uh, I don't know what to do here. This is my first time playing. All right. Uh, and then I just, it's just really cool. I think, one, it's bold of Wizards, Watsy, Wizards of the Coast, to, um, Watsy. to go back to those two planes because. Both of those planes of existence for Wizards of the Coast were very controversial mm-hmm. because obviously with Ixalan, it was a really boring set. Both sets in the block were pretty boring. They really didn't help a lot. Um, they really just was kind of like a bland standard. I kind of fell off of Magic for that for a while. I came back during... Uh, when did I come back to Magic? Was it Midnight Hunt? I think it was Midnight Hunt. Maybe? <laughs> Or the set before yeah. Midnight Hunt. It was definitely um, Midnight Yeah. Oh, yeah, I remember I that. I remember yeah. that vividly. Yeah, for sure, for sure, for sure. Uh, so, but I missed a lot of sets. And then Eldraine, like, that's a bold set to come back to. I think Wizards is saying, hey, we would like a redo. And I think I think we're in for something here. I think, yeah. I think they're like, I you know what? You look past that, there's more redos coming. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, exactly. Thank you for the transition. Uh, coming in 2023, Dominaria Remastered. Dominaria Remastered. There's already six spoilers out. Force of Will is being reprinted. Yeah. I don't know if you know what Force of Will is. Let me just explain this to you. Uh, Force of Will is three. It's an instant sorcery. It's a magic card. Yeah. Uh, three and two blue. It's broken. Um, you may pay one life and exile a blue card from your graveyard rather than playing... Uh, rather than paying the spell's mana cost, and you may counter a spell, or counter target spell. It's a it's a staple in a lot of uh, competitive decks because oh. it's close to as cheap of a counter spell as you can get. Um, get not only does it get you out of a pinch, but there's just like you can just fake not having a counter spell. You know. Yeah, because you can you can tap out right. And then cast a spell. Uh, Force of Will right now for like the borderless, they're going for $400 or 445 450 Like, Jared, I need, is... to, <laughs> I need to stop you real quick. I just saw Porter's shirt. What? This, this black flannel? No, I no, no. What <laughs> are you Oh, you doing? The other one? <laughs> The redemption trading card game. Oh my! (laughs) I didn't even know you had that on. I had no idea. We talked for so long. (laughs) Adult large blue. The only one. The bit. You're insane. If you think I am not gonna click add to cart and follow through, this thing came. In like four days. I forgot about no that. cap. Just for just... those of you who are listening, watch the last episode. <laughs> watch to listen to the last episode or watch the last episode. We talked about oh Redemption is a Christian-based trading card game, <laughs> and we went on their website and found out that they have one size T-shirt and one color. It's adult large blue, and our boy Porter bought one. <laughs> and he's, <laughs> and he, and he came just, with free booster pack. No! Oh. 
We're gonna. And we should do it. We should. We're gonna we crack this at the end. Don't even worry. We're gonna. You're gonna. I'm gonna stick till the end. Can we save it behind it. Patreon. Should we save it behind Patreon? <laughs> no, I want to give the people something juicy. You gotta give. Let's get like, something juicy. Let's crack we, it. Let's we, crack those. Even yeah. without Patreon support, people are people are out there supporting us, and we appreciate it. Right. So we're gonna crack yeah. this at the end. That's right. amazing. So, Dominaria. Dominaria remastered. They're remastering the original <laughs> oh Dominaria set, and dear God, that's so crazy. Um. <laughs> So there's other things, spoilers, but um, and they're just remastering a set. I think that's really, really cool. Uh, it's not going to be standard legal. It'll be um, Commander and things like that, modern legal. Um, which some of those cards need reprints. Kind of bring some prices down and kind of make them more accessible. So, uh, MTG Finance guys are kind of probably pretty upset about that. But if uh, you're basing your finances off some cardboard, uh, <laughs> I'm praying for you, son. Well, um, so, Dang it, there goes my uh, collection. Finally, boys, let's jump to some universes beyond. I just got chills. <laughs> I'm, I'm scared. Lord of the Rings Tales of Middle Earth is a universe. It's a full set coming out in 2023. They haven't got a release date yet. We don't know what quarter is coming in, but it's 2023. Lord of the Rings is coming to Magic the Gathering, boys. I am. Let's so go. I am so freaking pumped about this because it's everything I've ever wanted. Right. In one place. Right. It's, and I've checked out up a little bit on it. The art, I. I think it looks great. It doesn't look like it's inspired by the movies, which I'm yeah. actually like really happy for. Cause like, I don't think we need yep. more like movie cinema content. I like, it looks a lot more like, you know, someone wrote there or drew their version of Gandalf without thinking about actors right. and hmm. their version of like hobbits without thinking of like Frodo and, and Sam that have they yeah. seen as like, you know, Elijah Wood, you know what I mean? So it's like, right. it just looks so great. Can't wait Man. to build the Samwise deck. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. If they don't if they don't do the partner or best friends mechanic or whatever they, they should. want to call it. Oh man, are, yeah. They should. Oh my gosh. Dude, it'd be oh, wow. so good. Uh yeah, like you said, Lord of the Rings stands. This isn't the Amazon Prime show, so chill the heck out. Um yep. it's way better than that. Um But uh yeah, no, it looks it looks great. Um the uh, you told me, Porter, this. But the extent, some of the, a lot of the extended arts for the extended arts, the cards for the set will be able to put together all together and create the Battle of Pel Pelennor Fields as like a like a poster thing, like as card. I don't know. That's just really stinking cool. I think it's a really cool thing. Yeah. Um, and, and if you read it right from them, it, it's just beautiful. It says, plus some of the incredible artwork deserves more than just one card and expands to many more with the border with new borderless scene cards that beautifully capture the story, such as Battle of Pelennor Fields outside of Gondor. Yes. Wow. I think it's really cool. It's uh, it's gonna be uh, a red day, a black day, when the red sun rises. Um, Amazing for Magic the Gathering fans. Um, finally, for MTG, uh, I don't know how hard this is gonna hit for you guys. It doesn't really hit hard for me. It might uh, hit hard for me if I know what you're talking about. It might hit hard pretty. It might hit pretty hard for you, Mason. Uh, another universe beyond set. It's a full set. Doctor Who. Let's go. Doctor Who. You know I'm making magic. a full Doctor Who set. Let's go. You have to. You for have our, to. Uh, audio yeah. only people. It's uh, my boy. 
My boy right here. Just he's missing a foot. <laughs> fist pumping in the air, showing off his. A, uh, what yeah. is that? A, a Barbie? What is? I'm just kidding. <laughs> Step it's back. A, it's a, is that a Gundam? Step back. Hands are going to be thrown. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, Doctor Who. It, the art—they've kind of teased some art. It it's looks great. Um, I've seen a few episodes of Doctor Who. I've seen a season or two. I like it. Uh, I'm excited for it. I think it's really great. Um, I like that they're kind of doing some really cool like sets for Unearth Arcana yeah. or uh, Universes Beyond. Um, I like. There's. Sorry, go on. Yeah, Mason. Yeah, that? I was just gonna say I. So the reason I got into magic is because I started doing Dungeons and Dragons stuff. Right. The last right. few sets have been cool, right. but I'm not like inspired to get all these sets. Like I got the D and D too. Like both of those, right. I went full in. I got like all the cards that I wanted from each of those, and I was like, okay, cool. Magic's kind of like getting boring for me. And then the new Dungeons and Dragons set came out, and I got excited and played a little bit more then. And so like, this is so smart of them right. to do things like the Fortnite release and like the like right. street fighter so like, yeah, like all yeah. all these different things because it gets people excited about it right um yeah. and so i think right. doing that for like doctor who especially for someone who's been like a, a long time yeah. yeah that's so cool because there are so many people that love doctor who and there's so right. much in that universe there's different aliens and all the different doctors and all the different adventures they've gone on it, there's so much content there that is to be explored and so i'm excited that they're doing right. that i'm excited that they're doing Lord of the Rings. It is very exciting that Wizards is expanding, and I'm in right. love with that. And I don't know much about magic, but I know about these things, and so that's right. how you get people involved. Well, that's exactly. Here's the perfect example, or perfect reason why, because I actually had a little bit of shade when they did the Secret Lair Fortnite stuff. I was like, mm -hmm. come on. Mm -hmm. That's that's lame. Mm -hmm. I'm, I'm not a 12-year-old. Like, I don't care about that. And then I... Right. I've gone to a few events and I'm getting whomped by the same, you know, battle bus. 12 <laughs> locals that just pull up to an LGS and just crush everyone. And then it kind of hit me. I was like, wait a minute. So like, if I don't want to play the same people every week, no matter what store I go to, more people are going to need to play magic, right. right? Those, these pools need to get bigger. They right. might not get bigger. Right. Just doing another, going back to Ixalan, but they might get mm -hmm. bigger doing Doctor Who, doing Warhammer, mm -hmm. doing Fortnite. Doing like, Lord of the Rings. Doing Lord of the Rings. I guarantee so the play like, base is going to explode. Yeah, it's like, oh, again, a situation, it's like, hey, just because it's not marketed for you doesn't mean it's bad. Exactly. It Thank you for saying that. For someone else, Yep. and now you can enjoy something together. Uh, for those of you who are listening er, right now, uh, Mason just pulled a blanket out. That is the TARDIS from Doctor <laughs> Who. He's a massive Doctor Who fan. I I love it. I love, I love that they're doing this. I I like that they're keeping a lot of those brand deals kind of things um, that are obviously just like kind of money grabs, which is fine. They're, yeah. It's great. I don't. I'm not bad. I'm not mad about that. Right? They're kind of reskins of cards, like the Fortnite thing, like. I saw that and I was like, okay, like it's kind of cool. It's just for a secret layer kind of a thing. There's Street Fighter that's a secret layer. There's uh, Stranger Things that's a secret layer. There's Walking Dead that's a secret layer. There's so many things that are just for those secret layers for those collectors and for those people who love those cards. But then they're doing these big, heavy hitter sets that are for like a ton of people, you know, like Doctor Who and um, Lord of the Rings. I mean, 
Fortnite was an inevitable thing for Magic the Gathering. <laughs> I mean, Mason just sent us in our group chat month or a couple or a week ago that you can now play some Destiny. Like Destiny is now a part of Fortnite. Like it's this all-consuming thing, and so it's an uh, inevitable thing. It's Thanos, right? Exactly. So it's like we'll just kind of take it for what it is and i agree i wholeheartedly agree with what you said of and i had like a change of heart when it came to some uh we talked about this last week i was kind of iffy on some marvel stuff that was coming out in phase five and six kind of a thing and i had a change of heart this past week on watch when i was watching late uh she hulk and i realized oh i might not like this it might not be for me but it's for somebody else and once i kind of had that mindset change I began to really enjoy She-Hulk. I began to really enjoy Miss Marvel and things like that. I think I'm really excited about those things that I would thought were kind of mid. And so I retract that statement. And so, yeah. Wow. That's that great of you. That's big of you. I, uh, I have the same take and different result where I'm right. not probably going to watch She-Hulk just because right. like, I have a lot of things going on. It's probably fun. And even like Thor Love and Thunder was not for it might have been for me it wasn't for like my roommates who aren't big like comedy movie fans right like they love laugh but they don't love their comedy mixed in with their mcu and that's under gods i loved it I, I i enjoyed the movie it's a comedy yeah it's a comedy but i mean kiki ytt directed it like, so you had to know it's gonna be a comedy it is a comedy with a hard flex of a villain like an over-the-top villain who did yeah. great, but like at the end of the day, I haven't seen it yet. <laughs> played as a comedy. Well, which is wild because I love Marvel. I just I haven't had a Disney chance. Plus, like super soon. I know. I, I kind of like, want to go to movie theaters before it hits. <laughs> um, I don't. I don't want. I'd love to hear your take post because I laughed a lot and enjoyed myself, and then walked out and was. I didn't hate that movie, but it wasn't. Right. It was a comedy, which. Guardians of the Galaxy, I thought that was going to be the vein they were going to work out their like comedy timing genre. Um, but this felt like very funny, which is fine. Anyway, Magic Be Crazy, Doctor Who, Overlaps, all this stuff. And they talked about a lot of that. Also, if you just want, if you get the basics of Magic and you want to pull up with your friends and just play ridiculous versions of it, the Unfinity right. series in Magic is made for people who like. Oh yeah, to get wild and wacky with Magic. But that's like a whole nother pod for a whole nother time. <laughs> Check out the Unfinity series. Um, it'd be a good podcast name too. And th- you're right. And that would have been great if Wizards like stopped there with MTG. They like, didn't wow, though. What a day, but they didn't. They went. They shifted hard. into six gear and slammed the gas. And the Dungeons and Dragons content and announcements they dropped, un-freaking, so good, unbelievable, right? It's like it was the. Trend. It's actually very believable. <laughs> it's so believable. It, it's just so fun. It's so exciting. And and I've been reading through a lot of the stuff. First of all, they announced some big things, right? They they announced okay, so there's not going to be a sixth edition. We're right. just going to say it's D and D one. Everything that is in D&D, and I made this joke to Jared, it's what we've been wanting 2K to do, 
Right. And not like, hey, we're just going to resell you the rules, but call them something different. But well, actually, it's the like, same no, game what exists, exists. We're just going to add to it. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Love it. Um, They're doing some things. And this is a little bit of back and forth. They would describe it as, uh, in the video they drop, they say, um, you know, there's a lot of different parties and different groups cobbling together different apps and different plugins and different things to make their online or in-person virtual however they do it experiences okay let's let's bring that all together and i think part of their first step towards that earlier was the acquisition of D and beyond yep. um but they're basically working on sort of a top-down in-game like tabletop virtual tabletop model that you can use um when you buy content that has dungeon maps in it it'll have it'll include virtual copies of those things so cool. um it will give you like um like base dungeons that you can kind of tweak and move things around a little bit super cool which sounds like oh that could be a dumpster fire if it's not done well if right. you're a nerd they're using unreal engine which is, if you're building a video game, that's the tool you use. And so I was really happy to see that detail. Because it was like, okay, so at least they're swinging with yeah, with something there. And not yeah. just like, yeah, we got Frank. Frank said he could design a video game, so... <laughs> Do you, hey, he's using Google SketchUp and Microsoft Paint <laughs> to make this happen. You know what's funny? You know what's hilarious? How we were just talking about Fortnite, just like owning everything. Unreal Engine is owned by Epic Games. <laughs> Next, we're seeing Bob and Fortnite. Well, I mean, no, I'm joking. I, it's totally true. It's like this is, yeah. this is where you start seeing like, oh, wait, so you're scratching my back and I'm scratching yours, like these little pockets. Yeah, right. Right. Um, I doubt that was happening. Teaming up because it's know? like a program you can buy, but like still, that's very, very cool. Yeah, the yeah, um, yeah. Tailspire is a, an app that currently does the dungeon building, where you can build dungeons, you can put players in it, and then they can move their own characters around in that area. It, it it's hard to run on like weaker computers. So what I'm hoping for D and D to do is to that their program is very fluid. And it's very easy to run on like easier computers. And they talked about that during the the thing of like they're gonna have like that top down view, and it's not gonna be like like super intense. Like they want you to be looking at a battle map. It's not like this yeah, crazy and, intense thing. Yeah. And the minis don't look like real people. They look like minis. Real minis. Does that make sense? They right. don't look like they look like. You know, I've got unpainted little portal here is a pla plastic they look like this they don't look like is that master Uguay? breathing they're, um by the time i'm done with them uh there i have a character named bart <laughs> he's master Uguay. um but with spells so, mm-hmm. super fun to play love it uh but it's it's a lot of like hey we're bringing D into the 21st century and instead of like just licensing things out and losing money in pockets because it's a business decision. They're a business. They're saying, right. let's let's start doing all this stuff in-house. Right. We're selling shiny cardboard over here for $150 a pop. Uh, I right. think we can afford to invest in some of this here, too. So, 
Cool. I think it's really cool. I think one thing we could talk about is some rule changes that they're the oh. some not some rule changes. I think that's kind of like they're obviously okay. Like, let's preface this really quick with when it comes to rule changes for D and D. D and D or Dungeons and Dragons is a very fluid system. It is up to you and your play group. There is always a conversation between the players and DM of do we want to include this? Do we want to do this? Do we want to add this? So you do not have to use any of this stuff. Let's just all take a breath. A lot of people who are pretty salty about this stuff. I was pretty salty about some things when I heard it and then I realized, oh wait, I don't have to use this, but also I can share my feedback. If this bothers yeah. you, share your feedback. They are asking, Watsi, Wizard of the Coast, is asking you to share your feedback on these new rules, on these new changes. Yeah. Speaking like, of which, every... you can play test these new rules if you go to yeah. uh, mm-hmm. D&D Beyond. Um, yep. There's a page there. You can click on it. You can download all the, the current things that they have updated. There's just a few right. feats and stuff in there, some character race and class updates. Go check them out. They're really cool. I think we're going to check some of them out. We're going to talk about a few of them right now, but yeah, you can go right. play test yourself and right. add it to your, to your, uh, some people call it rule zero or turn zero. If it's MTG or, uh, session zero conversations, basically the first one, right. Um, mm-hmm. on my DM Tuesday night came to us and said, Hey, I'm going to start implementing one of the, uh, um, new inspiration ways to do inspiration, which is mm. really cool. We'll get to that in a second. Um, because I really like it. I think it's really valuable. And then we had a conversation, and I even I knew a little bit more than some of the other guys in the group, particularly. And I said, guys, here's the thing: like, don't come after our DM if you don't like it. Give him like honest feedback, because he's going to submit that as part of his playtest experience as right. a DM. We yep. can't just grumble, complain, and not do anything. Like, if you don't like how some of this rule plays out for your character. Just shoot him a message. We're gonna. He doesn't right. necessarily mean we're changing the rules right then, but just shoot him a message. Let him know, hey, I didn't like that when that happened, and then be done with it. So he, when he takes his analysis or and he submits content back to Wizards of the Coast, he can say, my players hated it when he did this, and they hated it every time. Right. Those conversations are okay. Yeah. Have those right. conversations. We just had one of those conversations before we started recording. Facing my DM, who's co-hosting this podcast. So I just had a, a moment where I just was like, you know what? Hey, I didn't, I haven't been enjoying this, but I'm also sorry about this. Like, it's not your fault. Like, and it, there, it just comes down to having adult conversations about your feelings and about the game. You know? Yes. Talk about your feelings. It's super manly. And yeah, dude. we're all men here. Um, but some of the rule changes for this first packet are really fun and interesting. One, I'll say, I will hit on like some big ones. I, I encourage you to look it up. Uh, I'll try to provide a link to it in the show notes. But um, a big, the first thing they're talking about is origin. Origins are basically how you build your character. What they're trying to do is they're trying to add value, like statistic value, in-game value to your backstory. So if your backstory is a bodybuilder or a workaholic or a construction worker, in for lack of a better term, there's going to be backgrounds that allow you to tweak your character in a way that makes sense for him to play out his abilities. Um, I'm going to read one example of the backgrounds because I think 
there's a lot of race things that you should check out but the backgrounds i think are one of the more like completely different parts of things um let me just read you there's a background that has to do with uh basically being like a laborer yep the background is a laborer so what these backgrounds will do is instead of like because you're a dwarf you get these racial bonuses it's more so because your background you'll get some specific buffs here i'll read you the laborer when it says laborer ability scores you get a plus two to your constitution plus one to strength you are skill proficient in athletics and survival your tool proficient in mason's tools you know the additional language of dwarvish and you have the feet of tough now feats are also going to be a little bit different you're going to start like being able to kind of like level up your feet it looks like and it feet gets better as it goes by instead of like one kind of okay thing that is only really good for maybe like levels eight through 12 and then kind of right. sucks at that i mean because tough when you get the feet tough it doesn't level up with you in 5e it stays like so if you got tough at level five you gain 10 extra hit points and it just stays that way it doesn't level up with yeah. you like you just get 10 extra hit points and that's it like whereas you got feet at level 15 you get like 40 extra hit points you know yeah and and that looks really cool and, and it's got like more it adds to your backstory it's got a description your apprenticeship consumed the better part of your youth First, you learned to cut and polish stone. After several years of polishing stones, you learned how to cement those stones into a wall. After several years of building walls, you learned to join your walls to form a structure. The structures you built were exceptionally durable. The masons who taught you were taught by even older masons who were taught by dwarf artisans. That's why you know dwarvish. Okay, cool. If yeah. you flash back to some of the benefits of knowing languages when you're picking your race... There's going to be benefits to knowing a language as well. That's so cool. So they're starting to give you in-game um, abilities and reward you for coming up with a cool backstory. If you aren't the creative, because some people are like, I hate that. Let me just roll a dice. Cool, do it. Roll a dice. You're a hermit. Your character right. was a hermit and has these additional abilities, uh, these additional traits. You're done, dude. It's it, like you you just said, like it for it. They're like, why? Like, what's the coast is like? Hey, we know backstory and backgrounds and all that can be a little difficult. Slash, backgrounds in five E really didn't do much besides yep. giving you some proficiencies in them, some some skills. Yep. Um, maybe giving you a tool proficiency and a language uh, language or instrument or instrument whatever yeah and as of um, recently more uh, ability scores too right ability scores kind of thing like that um but i know that that's been it you know and i think like they're like hey we're gonna throw you a freaking bone here let us help you write a backstory if that's something you, like some people do not struggle with writing a backstory like that's it's an easy thing i'm in the middle of the road of writing backstories. Uh, I literally played a twin, so I wouldn't have to write my backstory. Um, I let my other twin in the game write the backstory for us. But they're like, yeah, let's just, we'll, like, hey, we'll give you a whole bunch of stuff. We'll give you a whole bunch of details. They are literally, I, I just talked to one of my co-players today, or like yesterday and today, about how can we add more depth to his character. Yep. And 
like this is the stuff like this is exactly i was a little cold on this in the beginning but as i talked to porter i realized as i'm a character creator i love creating characters um so if I'm not playing video games or Magic the Gathering or whatever, I'm playing D&D, I'm on D&D Beyond doing if this, then that stuff on their character builder sheet. Like, Mason can attend to the characters that I could, the characters that I build. And um, and I, I, I am in love with this. If you're a character builder, this is just more tools, more yep. things to play with. Like More, exactly. And I'm diverse. Yeah, yeah. I'm so excited to play with this in our campaign. I can't wait to play test it in our Sirens campaign that Mason's running um, and things like that. But yeah, shoot, man. Yeah. Uh, I should actually ask our group if we want to just imply this stuff now. <laughs> you, you, you should. I should. You know, it's a we PDF should play you test. download. I shared it in our with the guys in our show notes. It's a right. PDF. You just download, read through it. Um, feats are different too, not like the feet you're your hobbit but yeah. um they are gonna kind of like level up um and kind of allow you to have a feat early which as you're leveling up a character you get to your opportunity uh, you get to these milestones where you can say hey do i want to level up a do i want more intelligence or constitution or do i want to pick a feat instead you can't have both uh this allows you to like kind of get cool feats and keep them yeah. and still especially with your background, start buffing your character early. Um, and they're cool. They're cool. Um, the big one, and this will be, uh, I'm just going to read this verbatim. Um, rolling a 20 on attack strikes. This is... Yes. <sighs> rolling a 20. If you roll a 20 on the D20, test automatically succeeds, regardless of any modifiers to the rule which isn't always the case in everyone's table. Uh, a lot of people you'll hear in D&D say this, and I've used it. A natural 20 means the best possible outcome. It doesn't mean Success. the heavens open and you kill the dragon by winking at it. You know what I mean? If you say, yeah. I want to wink at the dragon so he likes me and we become friends and roll in that 20, the best possible outcome for that is he doesn't he's stunned you for 0.5 seconds before he eats you. You know what I mean? All right. Um, well, so they do say rolling a d20 doesn't bypass limitations on the test, such as range, line of sight, blah, blah, blah. But still, you're not seducing the dragon with a wink. Sorry. Mason, were you saying something? Yeah. I, I was just going to say, um, in terms of like when we said d20 test before, it is there's three different checks it's ability checks which are like that list of like abilities that you have attack yep. rolls and also saving throws and so like if it's those three that's that's a d20 test um and that's a new rule that they added just to like it's a new language basically like like uh if you're playing magic the gathering like sometimes they say a word and that like replaces like a whole list of text um yep. so d20 text is just roll d20 test is just all of those things um, those three things, if that happens, you roll an at 20, then it succeeds like automatically. Um, and I know like in critical role sometimes because the rules in 5e aren't that it's sometimes like, oh, you got to like beat the like AC or DC of it still. It's like, well, this is this, but that's kind of like table. Once again, you can decide what you want to play with and they've covered right. that where it's like just an addition of 5e rules. Uh, another... I think, yeah, oh, sorry, go ahead. Jared. I, so 
this is kind of a privilege for us D&D players in this area era of D&D. I want to preface this. Uh, we're in the middle of a massive transition in D&D. Um, True. Like, this is like a 4th edition to 5th edition transition. Like, this is edition trans. Like, this is... A, like, we're transitioning into... Transition, like exactly. Uh, we're transitioning into a new era of D&D. And, like, this is, like... I just kind of feel honored and excited to be a part of this. And to that, like, I can share my feelings on this and my voice will be heard. Um, my voice matters when it comes to building this new era of D&D. And if you're sitting in the background of like, but what about fifth edition, which was me about a week ago? <laughs> I'm so glad I changed my mindset on this because it's like, dude, this is so sick. I, I, we're playing our sirens campaign, which we should, as a half off apps or Patreon thing, do a little breakdown of our sirens campaign or something like that, and do a breakdown of Porter your guys's campaign. I, um, that'd be yeah. fun. I'm like looking at these sample backgrounds. I'm like, oh, the acolyte background makes sense for my character, kind of a thing. Yeah. Or like, oh, that would be sweet. Like, I'm like over here, like as we're talking about it, I'm like, oh, I could add this because like, if you stop limiting yourself as a player to, oh, I need to have five E, it needs to have these constraints on it, right? Stay play five E. There's people who are still playing third edition. Mm-hmm. There's people still playing first edition. God help you. You know, <laughs> like if your team gets TPK'd by House Cat and that's you're into it, freaking sweet, dude. Like that's your jam. Do not harsh other people's vibes. Like do not do that. Like I feel like that. Like I I, I just want to preface that. Like we can get really gatekeepy really fast. Um, D and D is based around creativity. Uh, based around fun and based around rolling dice. I, I, I do feel like maybe as they were starting to put some of this material again together, yeah. even the people who work there, they sat down and said, "Hey, what are like the five best homebrew rules you have?" Right. Let's talk about them because right. um, there's that, uh, and then um, inspiration is going to be different. Um. Bardic yeah. Inspiration is a spell in D&D that allows bards to add a dice roll to maybe uh, a check or or something that their friend does. So they can give out inspiration like that. This kind of opens that up a little bit. And I'm just going to kind of read it to you again. Um, and if you're a nerd, you're like, yes, please read it word for word. And don't do <laughs> yours because you're confusing Nathan. And that's fine. If you hate this, I'm sorry. We have, we have fun, and we enjoy it, so buckle up. When you have inspiration, you can spend it to give yourself advantage on a D20 test. You must decide to do so before rolling the die. Gaining inspiration. The main way a character gains inspiration is by rolling a 20 for a D20 test. So when you crit, not only does that, if you're rolling on damage, you know, the damage is doubled, but you get inspiration. You did a cool thing. You're feeling good. You hit that when a basketball player's hot and they hit a three, they might come down and hit another three. The DM can also award inspiration to a character who's done something that's particularly heroic or amusing. So if you say, I just want to give this incredible speech, and you do that, and mm-hmm. instead of it being like a charisma check that kind of just 
fails or whatever, you could still do that. But you, your DM can also say, hey, because you did that or because you slayed that monster or because you one-shot that henchman, <laughs> you get inspiration. Which is super exciting. Yeah, It's very fun as a so DM cool. to be able to, like, like rules don't say you can't do that and so like sometimes that will happen but like it's so cool that they're implementing like dm inspiration of like give it out because the cool thing about inspiration also is you can save that like even if it's given to you you don't have to use it on that roll you can save it until your next long rest which is where it goes away yeah and um thanks for hopping in mason i got a little frog right i saw that I, I i think it's cool i think it's cool it's just another cool way to like reward your players for right. having fun being creative hey can i run off the roof fly through the air do a backflip and and try to just like slice his head off yeah here's inspiration give that a shot instead of just like the uh do it with advantage because i think yeah. that's cool it's like yeah, me go an acrobatic check and an athletic check <laughs> it's like yeah no i think it's cool I think yeah. it's cool. Uh, can we the talk other big about... change? Oh, sorry. Go crits. ahead. Can we talk about crits? Yeah, the uh, uh, that's yeah, that's a huge one. Crits, um, weapons and unarmed strikes have special feature for players. Critical hits, and the reason it kind of has a small paragraph after that is because it is not including spells. It so you can crit on things you're punching or hitting or shooting. But that's it. Spells go away, which is interesting. But also, if you're a DM and like your warlocks are like critting on Eldritch Blast, and you're like, on... my big bad is like on death's door after the first round, that kind of sucks. Right. I kind of get it. Crit on a meteor strike. <laughs> yeah, that's not how that works, but it happened and it was awesome. I just did it better. <laughs> yeah. So I get it. Okay. Um. This is my stance on this. I with the crits, DMs can't crit any more monsters, right? Can't crit anymore. Yeah, that's another big one. Um. So DMs monsters can't crit on players right. anymore, according to this. Right. That's not happening for me. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, so I want to preface this. Uh, Divine Smites can't crit anymore, right? Uh, I believe so as well, yep. That as a Paladin main is one of the most... I, I felt like I went through a breakup when I heard that. Like, I was like, there's no way. Because like, that, I just, I don't know. I don't, okay critting rolling a natural 20 like that is like some of the essence of D&D in my opinion and to preface this this is my opinion this is how I feel about it this is something that I have to communicate to my DM and like this is a conversation you need to have with your play group about these new rules these yep. are not set in stone Share your feelings with Wizards of the Coast. They want to yeah. hear them. They're they're gonna get an email once a week from Jared saying, "Let my uh, let my let my smite crit, crit. Let my smite, please, <laughs> please," uh, because it barely ever happens. And if you agree, uh, um, 
put it in the comments of this YouTube yeah. video. Say, let right. my smite crit. Let my smite crit. Let, let me crit somebody. Uh, literally, in our battle royale last week, somebody crit my partner who was playing a kid. They crit a kid. Like. <laughs> <laughs> but I just like, there's some things that like, critical hits are the essence of D&D. Don't play with them. Mm -hmm. Like, I just was like, that out of everything, out of everything that they shared, Watsi shared in this new D&D one was the only thing I disagreed with. I was like, man, I'm, I'm kind of salty about it. I'm a little salty about it. Like I was like, I'm and then that. also like not letting DMs crit. Yeah. I, if if I, I can create a monster, they can crit me. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's a hundred percent Jared. And if I'm a DM, the only time I get to play yeah. Is when I'm like the villains I've made. Like if, right. I don't care if the monster I honestly I couldn't care less if I'm throwing some dire wolves up at my boys and my right. wolves can't crit. Whatever. They're not there to win. But if I worked hard building and developing a big bad evil guy or a BBEG, nice. That he's critting. I worked hard to make him a personality, right. to give him abilities, right. to maybe homebrew him from scratch. If he rolls a nat 20, your butt is toast. I yeah. am destroying your head. And it's... that's never going to change for me. I do kind of see it a little bit on like, the, some of the things. It's like, uh, especially at low levels, you know, you're, you're a barbarian. You maybe get one attack. You crit. You do like, wow, I crit. Natural 20, awesome. Uh, hit him for, after it's all said and done, nine damage. Whoa. And then your boys come in with spells, and they're like, oh, crit. I hit him for 27 damage. <laughs> and you're like, yeah, we're a team. Right. Nine. <laughs> right, right, right. And I, so this is also, like, what it comes down to, like, when you're playing. It's, it's having conversations. Like, yep. if you are that barbarian, and that happens to you, talk to your dm be like hey i saw the crit that they had they did three times as much damage as i did i know i can't keep up because they're spellcasters what can we do yeah. like just so i can experience that because when you hit that nat 20 when you roll that dice as a dm or as a player and you look down i in my lifetime i've only rolled one double nat 20 I've never where done. you rolled two dice and they're both net twenties. Disadvantage net twenty, hitting your belly button like that was wild. It, it's nuts. What? It's nuts, right? I just I, I don't want to take that away from DMs. I think it kind of creates and like as a DM also like maybe it doesn't do a ton of damage on the net twenty. Like right, like if you're like oh I don't really want to kill my character here, or maybe. Killing a character is what you need to do to kind of bring some depth to a story or kind of get your players to um, make some different decisions, you know, and like where you have to knock a player like that. Nat 20 is key for those things, you know, uh, so I agree. so I'm Another... I'm going to say really quickly as a longtime yeah. DM, as a, yes. a DM main a forever DM, but you're a long I'm a time DM. I'm a DM main for sure. Um, <laughs> you know, everyone has their classes. I main DMing. Um <laughs> if I were to play with a group that had never played D&D &D before, these rules here would probably be my go-to. 
with right. spells not critting, with DM not critting. Just because, like, as a DM, I'm, I want my players to have so much fun. And so, like, even if, like, I can't crit, I'll just, like, roll behind my screen and say, oh, you get hit for maximum damage. You know what I mean? Because, like, right. all, all I want to do as a, as a DM is just, like, make it the most fun for my players. And I enjoy that so much. And so, like, I don't care as much if I don't crit. I'll just max out damage if I'm just like, oh, they need to, they need a little smacking up, and uh, and if your players don't know, then it's it's still just as fun. Jared, stop listening. If your players don't know, it's still just as fun. <laughs> I, dude, trust me. I've never I know I, you. <laughs> I know you, and I know when this happens, and I never question it because it creates depth. It creates intensity. Yeah. Like, don't I, question your DM. Like, shut the heck up. I also a, haven't <laughs> like in terms of attacking and rolling, I think it's so much more fun to let it play out. Like right. when, when you are DMing, this is just a quick aside really quick. When you're DMing, I'll, I'll, let's go for it. If go you're, if you're confident enough in your, in your ability of like improv and like storytelling, this is something I had to learn the hard way, which might be like a half off app type thing. But like I had players, I had, my first time ever DMing, we were a really close to the end of the campaign. They went off trail, entirely off course. And I was like, well, now I don't know what to do. And so what you need to be able to do as a DM is let your roles lie and figure out. Mm. Just let it go. Mm. Just yeah. be like, oh, man, mm -hmm. this player, this like NPC that I needed to have alive to push the story forward, just died. What happens now? My players had to go on the run. They raided a castle. They killed the king, which ended up being like a false king anyways. But the rest of the city didn't know that. And so they had to go on the run. They had to go to an entirely different country, which I designed in a week. And that's when <laughs> I started learning how to DM. Was oh, that... No was that oh no i don't know what to do i have to create this like suddenly boom you're on a boat you're traveling you're going to this different country here's all these different places here's like i don't know what to do i just got to throw something together beach dwarfs you know you got mountain dwarfs you got hill dwarfs and you got beach dwarfs all wearing hawaiian shirts they're they are tan shorts out yeah. of all heck and they are the chillest people you've ever met. You know, all the dwarves who are like, oh, I'm grizzly and I don't care about everyone. These dwarves are like, welcome to our village. Here's a lay. Hang out for a little bit. And it's hey, just like sometimes you got to. Cold pork sandwiches. Yeah, exactly. Sometimes you just got to take the hits and go with the flow. And so that's a little tangent. I just wanted to go on no, there for I, a second. I, I uh, Let me tell, tell you a little something about the DM. Um, I work for a church. Right. And they were all probably thought I was crazy when this happened. We interviewed a gentleman for a position in our church. I rolled in as a test with my uh, critical role, like that long sleeve. Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, uh, yeah. I think it's the like, tunic. Not quite the tunic, um, but it's just a long sleeve um, uh, shirt, and it's very subtle, nerd flex. And the gentleman says, is that the shirt from Critical Role? And I was like, okay. We're hiring you. <laughs> uh, but then because of that, I said, so what was your very first character build? Because that says a lot about somebody. Right. And he, he replied with, I've ever actually never played. When we got into it, 
we needed a DM, so I I said I would DM. The guys never played Dungeons and Dragons. Wow. I'd hire him on the and spot. Here's, I I, wow. I right then I made a decision and I said, and I tried to describe it to my fellow on church staff coworkers why to me that was the biggest green flag of his personality and I said because he's okay with not playing the game and creating space for everyone else to play. That's 100%. what he's committed to, and 100%. he said I won't even play. I'll put lots or little preparation into something every week, week, right. and it'll be good. But I won't play. I'll let them play. And when when I put that together, I was like, whether or not we hire this guy, I I don't I don't know. Like you know what actual what God has in store, what for, qualifications for he has. But let me tell you something. He he's a he's a win in my book. He's a he's right. a great person because he said, you know what. I won't play. I'll let everyone else play. And I was like, right. if that's that's some people and they're wired like that, our my DM Ethan um, was like, I really like Dungeons and Dragons, but I don't have anyone to play with. I'll just be the DM. And he's been the DM. I think we're on six years, um, right? On and off, but same wow. campaign, same characters. Um, just a slog. Average three hundred XP a session. Uh, it's slog, but it is fun. Um, right. And yeah, man, it is. Yeah, it is a it is a good thing when DMs do that. And actually, yeah. segue into they are reprinting the some of the basic um, things like the Dungeons Masters Guide and the Player's Handbook, changing some terminology and reframing oh, it good. to be more entry level. Nice. Like, aimed at people who are playing for the first time. That's oh, cool. That's so smart. Brilliant. Oh my gosh. I didn't know they were doing that. I oh mm -hmm. my gosh, that's so cool. I think that's yeah. awesome. I think it's also exciting, um, like these changes because it's like a great time to get in, because right. like yeah. if you're new to D and D or like all this right. stuff, like actually the last few years have been a great time to get in. Critical Role, right. everyone's so welcoming, but like that that point of like they're making it easier for new people. Like right. mm -hmm. if you're looking to play Dungeons and Dragons, you're gonna have to DM. You know, yeah. like like that's what you gotta do. And then you gotta ask people. You gotta be like, hey, you wanna play D D? And they're like, sure, I've never done it, but I would love to. Like I I got that from every single person that I started playing with. Like my first yeah. group, I was like, what do you guys think? D D? And they're like, oh yeah, we just started watching Critical Role and we think it's kind of fun. And I was like, perfect, let's do it. And so like that that's all you have to do. And then you just gotta like figure out the rules and it's okay if you don't know the yep. rules make right. your own right. rules up say roll the die that literally right. my first session of D, D, I was at school all i had was a d20 that my friend gave me that's it i handed around in a circle to the three people that i was playing with and i entirely made up every single thing that happened as they went i was like your arm starts on fire and you slash through their body and you have like this sick flaming arm sword and then this other player was like i want to fly with my hat and i was like roll a d20 and it was like oh you got a 17 sure your hat sprouts like fans and you start flying upwards and like if you want to get in, just do it. Like, it's so much fun. Just take that, like, creativeness that you lost from childhood and just send it. Do and, it. And that's, Dude, that's my so portion. <laughs> just seriously, do like, it. I, I seriously think, like I said, I reiterate, we're in this awesome era of D&D &D where things are changing. Mm -hmm. For those people who are hardcore rules lawyers, right? 
And like, again, like if this isn't for you, you don't have to use it. This is just purely based on creativity. Homebrew is a thing for a reason, you know? Um, I mean, one of my things that I've always loved about homebrew and as a paladin main is I really, really wanted to build my own paladin subclass, you know? Mason and I have talked about this in length of what can we do and how can we make this like doable and things like that. And um, I just think like, again, like it's built around creativity. It's built around getting a group of people together. A cool story is like, I, so um, there's this kid that I work with named Carson and um, he's like 14 or 15 uh, he's a legit kid, kind of thing, kind of keeps to himself, and um, saw that I was talking to my brother, who I work with, about uh, D&D, and he walked up to me afterward, like a little bit later, and goes, hey, do you play D&D? And I was like, oh, dude, I love, I play every Tuesday. Like, it's like, for me, it's like such a release for creativity and like time spent with like my friends and like, things like that. And I was like, I love it. He goes, I want to play D and D. Can I join you? And I was like, well, like it's different. Like you got, like, obviously you got to safeguard the people you play with, obviously. But I was like, if you want to play, like there's, you, you start DMing, you ask people like, Hey, I'll DM this. If you show up kind of a thing. And I didn't even know that they were freaking rewriting. I'm going to tell this him this tomorrow because he works tomorrow. I'm his manager. But I'm going to tell him, like, yo, they're rewriting the Dungeon Master's Guide and the Player's Handbook for new people like you. Yep. So it's easier to understand. Like, that is such a stinking home run. And this kid is so excited, by the way. I was telling him about we, I did, we did Spelljammers one shot. And he lost his mind about some of the stuff we were doing. And I was like, he's like, so do I, do I have to follow a book? Like if I choose like a book, I was like, no, you don't got to follow anything. You can pull bits and pieces. Like, <laughs> dude, you can do Treasure Planet in a Lord of the Rings setting. I don't care. Oh. Like, like, dude, I was, yeah. Yeah. And so <laughs> he's been telling me what about the stuff he's writing. And it's just so cool seeing this next generation of D&D players come up and like, being so creative and so I think we just have this privileged state of D and D right now. Yeah. And if you got a problem with it, go play third edition or first edition. Go play <laughs> kind uh, of a thing. Or don't have a problem with it. <laughs> or don't have a problem with it. Just enjoy it. Go play a different game because we hate you and we don't you want to <laughs> gay keep the crap out of it. No. Go keep playing your keep playing your uh, game. This actually what you, you really want to go play is Marvel Heroescape or whatever that <laughs> hey don't come in here ever again yeah. <laughs> actually that game's really cool um <laughs> how dare you have your own opinions <laughs> um okay so we've talked about the changes coming up from one yeah. but yep. did we talk about how they're ending 5e do you guys know what i'm talking about what do you mean all of the books coming up we have oh, yeah. so many new books coming out next year i didn't know this it is yeah. an insane schedule first of all coming up coming up this year uh okay. december 6th we have Dragonlance shadow of the dragon queen which is a whole new this, book this looks crazy new yeah. races subclass crazy stuff coming out the coolest part that i'm most excited about is one if you order it 
you will get both the physical copy and everything in D&D beyond. Starting this year, what? next book, that's happening. Straight up. What? Very exciting. Nope. Look up Dragonland Shadow of the Dragon Queen. There is some crazy stuff. Um, now. And we and we smelled this as soon as they acquired D&D Beyond. Yeah. Oh, like, yeah. We, we were like, oh, this is... Uh, hopefully, you'll be able to get both and not have to like buy a physical copy and then purchase a digital copy. So, yep. Thank oh. you, Wizards, for that. Yep. So we're getting new backgrounds. Um, we get new uh, sorcerer subclass. Um, and it, it's all about lunar and like moon magic, which is super cool. Um, and then that whole sighting about uh, or, or whole setting of Dragonlance, which I don't know anything about, but it's from some older editions, and it's all about uh, Dragon Wars, basically. Uh, super, super cool thing is if you order the Deluxe Edition, you actually get a board game with it. Like a whole board yeah. game that comes with minis and like a battle map for this board game. It's like cards. Super cool. Um, so yeah, Dragonlance coming out soon, uh, December. That is going to be both physical and digital editions. So order now. Super exciting. I've already got okay, my copy. I didn't know this. I'm and losing alt, my mind right the now. The alt art hardcover. Oh, it's very which... cool. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Um, Jared, I... I know you're excited about one book coming out, but let me talk about the 2023 release schedule here. And unless Porter, do you hit want me. this? Because I still got my video games to go. No, if you want, no, hit this. Cool. Hit, this, hit, this. hit me, dude. I I'm like a freaking drug addict <laughs> right now. Hit me, pill. So. This <laughs> You said to do it. You said to do it. You're getting hit. The beginning of next year, winter of next year, we have a book called Keys from the Golden Vault. One. Spring. Okay. We have Bigby prevents Bigby presents Glory of the Giants. That book's coming out in spring. What? Summer, we're getting Feldenverkin. Fendelver campaign. Sorry, Fendelver, got yeah. it. Got it. You're good. You it. It's just called Fendelver campaign, which is, that is a very fledged cool. campaign. That's oh, fall. Sweet. We're not only getting one book, we're getting two books. We're getting the book of many things and Planescape. So much. If you want to know more information about it, there is so much that is covered in the in the direct, and you just got to go check some things out because, you like, gotta watch this bad boy. Yeah. What? And so the do you the deck of many things that's like a um like a thing yeah. that um it, it's like an offshoot thing that like content creators created. That's what deck uh the um book of many things is going to include those spells from from um like those people and like deck of many things stuff too. And so it is What? It is so cool. I didn't know this. I'm losing my mind right now. <laughs> As like somebody who loves character creation, I am gripping my mic right now out of excitement. For yeah, all dude. Of this. Uh, Holy cow! It's uh, it's kind of exciting. What so. a send off for five e? Like seriously, and like I never winter. thought. <sighs> and they've built it in a way where it's like this is like a send off, but really it's just like. This yeah, is part of this is all going to get included in D and D one, right? Which is like so exciting. All these like these books have to have like races and subclasses and 
maybe yeah. like I could imagine like a new class to finish it all off. Um, speaking of which, in the in the document, there's a new race. I don't remember what it's called. Are, yeah. yeah, but there's a new planar race. It is so cool. There is so much stuff for D and D. It's just super exciting. So, Deepers, man. Yeah, yeah super fun. Sick. Very excited. But yeah. That I is, uh, watch the if you like punch into YouTube, watch Wizards Presents, mm-hmm. and you're gonna get a lot of like everything we've talked about today. That thing is, it's pretty. It's it's a it's a minute. You want to give yourself some time to watch it, but it I I'd recommend. Would recommend. Yeah, super good. Um, is there anything else you guys want to talk about D and D, or can I get to some I mean, video games that was released? Yeah, there's some some good video games that came out recently. Heck yeah! Uh, what are we doing? What are we looking at? We're probably at. We're at an hour and a half. Oh, we got plenty of time. We got we're plenty good. Of time. We're good. We could play a game of Commander after this. <laughs> Stop! Don't tempt me. I will. I know. I can certainly try. I have one Commander deck. Okay. Fine. So there's a bunch of games. I think it's like. What? How many lines is this? There is so many games. Uh, in total, forty-six games uh, released in this last month that I know wow. of. Um, I'm gonna go through some of them. If you want the full list, it will once again be posted on the Patreon. Um, yeah. but uh, just a few of them. We're just gonna touch a few of them that I'm super excited about. There's one called Turbo Golf Racing. This is, imagine this little game called Rocket League, but golf. <laughs> it is so cool. It is basically the literally the exact idea of Rocket League, except you are getting the ball to the hole as fast as possible. So it's this online multiplayer where all these cars and all their individual balls spawn into this world. And then you have to race down the track. It doesn't matter your amounts of hits on it. It matters how fast you get it to the goal. And you're all in little race cars and you're hitting the balls around. Very cool. It looks very fun. I haven't gotten a chance to play it yet, but it looks awesome. Um, we going. <laughs> I have to run and poop, I think. <laughs> Nice. Uh, this, Jared gave us a little go-ahead sign for the podcast list or audio listeners. Oh, yeah. Audio only. Jared gave a thumbs up, uh, like a keep going circle, and then ran away. Literally ran away. <laughs> He's no longer here. Come watch the VOD. It's fun. Um, okay. Next game we have is Cult of the Lamb, which is crazy. I don't know. Porter, have you heard of this game? People are raging about this game cult of the lamb yeah so it's a it's a 2d kind of top down kind of look of basically you're a lamb and you have died um but sad but this like demon thing um is like hey i'll let you stay alive as long as you become make a cult for me (laughs) thusly what you do is basically go into all these different dungeons and it's a roguelike. So you go into a dungeon, you die, you come back to the surface. And the cool thing is you get new followers, 
you basically play like a Stardew Valley or like a um, an Animal Crossing type where you have all of these yeah. followers, you make them do things like grow crops, go fishing, all this different stuff. And then you use the stuff that you acquire from them, like doing different like rituals and things to then buff yourself to go into that dungeon again and fight That's through terrible. it again. And mm. it seems... I haven't got a chance to play it, but people are loving it. Uh, it looks super fun. Cult of the Lamb. Um, very interesting. A um, little bit creepy. Yep. Very creepy, but it's like a, a it's a cutesy pixel art or, or hand drawn, like very adorable. And then they like explode, and you're like, <laughs> oh my gosh, adorable, an adorable. <laughs> people. Yeah, it, it is. It is very funny. Um, next super cool thing, Marvel Spider-Man is being released on PC. Um, heck yeah, heck yeah, which is super cool. Um, I love that. They recently congrats to that. Congrats to all of everyone who's ever worked on that video game. Good such job, a good everyone. video game. Um, Sony eleven hundred thumbs up <laughs> and more. Uh, Sony has been recently uh porting things over to the PC. We got God of War a few months ago onto yeah. PC. Super awesome. That new game's coming out soon. Uh, we have Marvel Spider Man that just came out on PC. Uh, very excited to play that. Um, Jared's got his hand up. Go ahead. Yeah, just me in the back here. Teach. Yeah. Um, so as a, I grew up. I had an Xbox for a while growing up. Uh, but I mainly had a PlayStation for a long time, right? That's what I grew up with, is playing PlayStation throughout high school and junior high. I was like, you know, PlayStation is better than Xbox. Your forehead's big kind of thing. And like, yeah. did got into that whole debate. And as I've grown into uh, this porpoise of a human, um, I've realized that the debate is so meaningless as long as I can play video games with my friends. There you go. Um, Got it. And I love the direction things are heading with video games. Um, mm -hmm. yep. Little cross-platform. I, I literally, in five years, I guarantee everything's going to be cross-platform. Yep. It should be. It literally should be. It just comes down to UI preference. If yeah. you like the user interface with a, with a PlayStation... Play with a PlayStation. If you like the user interface of an Xbox or how an Xbox plays, play with an Xbox. Yes, there's some graphical differences. Yes, there's some singles. I don't agree with game companies having like, oh, we this is the only like Last of Us. I mean, do Last of Us people on Xbox should be played like they should have the opportunity to be blessed enough to play Last of Us. Like, yep. like so basically, what we're saying is everyone get a PC because everything's coming to PC. <laughs> Right, oh, for sure. But like, I love that like Spider Man and Game of War. All of that's coming to a P coming to PC, even if you don't have enough money to put a car loan down on a PC. Like, <laughs> <laughs> it was more than a car like, loan. Yeah, no, yeah, no. But still, like, I just think the debate is meaningless nowadays and let's just play video games together let's download this discord app and let's play like i still have an xbox oh dude I'm down to freaking down. awesome update is xbox is getting discord voice chat yep. oh freaking sweet yep, yep. perfect and I, dude, so I, 
we're we're now just waiting on PlayStation, but Xbox is getting Discord voice app, which is really cool because cross platform is coming to everything, and so like we yeah. need a program that like goes across it all, um, and so yeah, that's super exciting. Um, play games with play us, games and let us play games. I'm hitting snowball on everything, except PlayStation. I'm witty remark now. Just thought of this. <laughs> just thought of this. Uh, maybe it's a Patreon goal. Maybe it's just a little game night. There's this. I say a one, and then two, and then there's three, but we need a fourth. We do need a fourth. We need a fourth. <laughs> what games do you want to play? We need a fourth. Hey, you want to know a maybe fun four-player game? Legends, because we're actually got a full squad. <laughs> I'm saying that that could be a Patreon thing. Like, if you get to a certain tier, you could be uh, you. You're our fourth. Your like fourth. you can be selected for our fourth. Yep. And we and record it. We're and we play. bad at video games. You're gonna have to carry. Yeah. If you want to carry Jared's or cracked at like COD, right? I okay. I'm cracked at COD, but that's pretty much it. I'm cracked at everything else except COD. I'm not. Um, <laughs> I'm, so not only, I mean, you start subbing for stuff on Patreon. Not only are we still gonna play Redemption. <laughs> we need to. We are gonna play Redemption. <laughs> I gotta order my Redemption cards. I still. Hey, I'm not doing it until someone subs up that. I'm out. <laughs> hey, you want to know a fun poor four-player game? Well, recently released this month was a what game was? called Plate Up. Um, if you've ever played, um, what's that other cooking one where it's like super chaotic and like things are on fire? Um, Overcooked. Overcooked. If you've ever played Overcooked. Normal, a normal day in my kitchen. <laughs> it is Overcooked, except it's a roguelike. So every time you what? start the game... Every time you play the game, you unlock new stuff. And as you unlock new stuff, eventually, if you fail even a single order, boom, game over. You have to go back to the beginning. But when you go back to the beginning, you unlock new things, like new tables, new meals, new recipes, and all this Hmm. different stuff. It's four-player. It looks super fun. I would highly recommend it for any friend group. You can play with one to four players. So like, if you want to play by yourself, it would be a fun roguelike but yes, yeah i'll say yes chef, yes, chef. <laughs> but you can also design minute, chef. you design the layout every and time you finish your <laughs> scalpel wait knife sorry <laughs> played it played it played it played up played up but yeah played up so every it's time <laughs> it's yeah, raw uh yeah every time you finish a round you'll like unlock they'll be like here's a few options what do you want to choose oh i want a new table so you place a new table. You can so choose how many cool. chairs it has. Yeah, it's super fun. We, maybe we should play it after this. We should play um, it. Yeah, super fun. Uh, and then finally, my my thing that I'm most excited about is a little game called Backpack Hero, which is Ooh. a inventory management game, um, <laughs> which might not like, sound fun to everyone. Like my nightmare. Like I, I, Not that it's a bad game, but like me, that is a <laughs> stress point in most video games yeah or me so the cool thing about backpack hero is you have your backpack and you go into this dungeon that's it i think you start with a few things but basically as you defeat more enemies you pick up more items and then you have to figure out how either with your backpack upgrades it may like have weird like it's not just going to be fully square it's certain slots and you have to put things next to each other so maybe you have your weapon and so when you're fighting a creature you will click on what you want to use in your backpack and that'll do a different thing you have maybe your sword there 
okay? Your sword does maybe one damage. Well, what you want to do is upgrade it with an amulet. Well, you got to figure out how to get that amulet to sit next to your sword in your backpack. And then you start figuring out like, oh, I want my sword to do this. So I have to have these items sitting next to it. And I want my like staff to do these things. So I have to have these things next to it. So you're basically like fitting all these different items into your backpack to like make it all fit and like play this game where like you can do insanely powerful buffs and like get all these different like upgrades and things on your weapons. And there's some things that'll like, oh, if it's next to this, but if it's next to that, it'll decrease the ability. It looks super fun. It just came out. It was in early access for a long time. I would highly recommend it. It's very fun. So that sounds that sounds so stressful. I just started playing through Unturned, um, which is like Minecraft meets uh, Daisy, mm. um, and it's all about inventory management, and it's so stressful. So stressful. Well, this is a so, turn-based. It's turn-based. So, so it's you know, slow. It's a slower pace where it's like, okay, I gotta figure out how to get okay that turn turn-based roguelike inventory management, which is not everyone's cup of tea, but for some reason it's mine. So, for so. one listener out there, they're gonna be like, oh my god, <laughs> this it is the greatest thing game. ever. This is my this yeah. sounds like amazing backpack hero. So, I like um, those are those are the games that I wanted to cover. There's a bunch more, um, and uh, yeah. So I would I would highly recommend you you look at our Patreon for the full list. Yeah, let's let's kick it. Let's kick it. Let's kick um, it. What what an epi! What an epi! Here. What a what a time what a, to be alive. Time. I have one final thing to say. Um, that's like news related. Actually, two. Uh. That's a lot of what happened and what came out. Um, one more thing that did happen. TCG Player. Yeah. Has been acquired by eBay. TCG yep. Player Whoa. is trading card yep. game player. Uh, they are a platform that you buy and sell trading cards. Like Yu-Gi-Oh, Pokemon, Magic. eBay bought them, which is, yep. which is huge. Which also points back to not too long ago when uh, TCG Player acquired to other trading card game platforms, which in my mind, if you're thinking of business, okay, so they bought things to increase value, which drove their value up. So when eBay came knocking, they were worth a lot more. So either they knew that was happening, mm. made a smart move beforehand, right. or just like are lucky, but interesting. <laughs> so uh, basically the email you got, if you a uh, like a TCG player, like seller or anything, basically says, hey, nothing's really going to change. Still going to keep our employees. Um, they're going to have like eBay stock options now, so that's cool. That is cool. Um, and we're, our platform is going to stay the same. We're just now entering a partnership with eBay. So, interesting. Um, huh. I don't have a lot to say on that other than it's just kind of cool. interesting. We'll see what kind of ripples it does to things like right. tournaments and... Maybe they'll have a little bit more capital to work with when they do put tournaments on. Right. Um, and the other thing is it's almost September already. It's not too far away. Do you remember? Right around the corner. Uh, get ready to go watch Wakanda Forever. Because right. that movie's going to hit so hard. It's going to slap. It's going to uh, slap. I will say this. Also, in my closing statement, for those of you who are 
hardcore spiky modern players or standard players and think commander is a waste of time give it a shot give it two or three shots i gave Talk it one magic. shot hated it yeah magic the gathering here uh give it a shot it is more relaxing and more fun than i thought it would be um i get to cast a ton of spells i will lose or i will win but Beat as long three as three out of the four times we played last time don't go don't be lying to these people out here just because i took porter for everything he had uh <laughs> doesn't mean i'm not bad at it but i'm just saying it's like give it a shot buy a pre-con if you're like i don't even know how to begin to play commander if you are a modern player you know what color combinations you like there is every, there's a pre-con for every color combination out there yep and there's beginner precons, there's advanced precons, and things like that. And precons come with some heat. Uh, in two weeks, we didn't talk about this. We skipped over this on accident. In two weeks, yeah. first so ever much to talk about. Five color, color commander precon. approved planeswalker. Whoa! Yeah. Whoa! Yeah. That's kind of cool. I would say the five color precon there was the Ur Dragon, but the planeswalker commander five color is it's and by the way. The commander's name is Jared. He's in it. Which is your name. I'm Wait. buying it, by the way. I may or may not have already pre-ordered it. Just that's that amazing. Self-respect. <laughs> you uh, rat. let you know. That's you awesome. Give it a shot. Uh, have some fun with it. Also, um, adjust with the times. Stop being a caveman. Yeah. That's my, uh, that's my closing two cents. Um, I'll say, to counter that... If you're a commander player, standard rotates. So that is also coming up. Build a standard deck. It might not be the meta. Uh, give it a yeah. shot. Go get your butt yeah. kicked at some modern yeah. or some standard magic and, and play more magic. Get packs for participating. Why the heck not? I am looking to do that. I've got like a decently bad, uh, pretty much like... Would I every time I do a draft event, the Riveteers New Capenna draft event, the Riveteers deck I wish I could draft is basically just what I built. So I was like, I wish I had this card every time I sat down and drafted, um, and I never do, and I just um, go for it and get my butt kicked. So it's a decent, it's not great, mm-hmm. and it's not terrible. I will say this, as a spiky modern and standard player switching or that's transitioning to commander or is fully transitioned to commander it is much easier for somebody who is commander and is wanting to get into modern or standard it is much easier to build a standard or modern deck yep it is so easy yeah less cars less management it is so much it's it's a ton of fun i love trying to do the same five or six things Uh uh-huh every time you sit down and play whereas commander you're probably doing like maybe one or two around your commander or maybe you have like a deck full of win cons i don't know but <laughs> i think maybe the actual point is just like play more than one play style right give it a shot same for D be play build more than one type of character try pathfinder do what you want same for you won't games play more than first person <laughs> shooters for the love of all things yeah yeah play them all um oh sorry mason yeah dude i i so i i like seriously like when it comes to switching to play styles i think 
from being such a hardcore modern or standard style player, right? Modern doesn't rotate. Standard does. Commander doesn't rotate. Um, kind of a thing. And going back and forth that between... rotation is actually coming up here soon with this next set, the standard that's true. rotation. Um will nix a lot of like Caldeheim Strixhaven. Uh-huh. Uh first thing. My yes. timer has stopped. I think we might have broken it. It says we're still recording, but it's just stuck at one hour and forty one minutes, so hopefully we're still recording. Sick. Right. Uh but to touch on the point of change up what you play. There are so many good RPGs out there, tabletop so RPGs. Many. Some some of my favorite, we have Moss Ritter, which is another inventory management, but it's physical. Like you have little coins and things that you have to fit into That's like fun. a little board in your thing and like you're a mouse with like two hit yeah, points. board games. Very fun. This game is called Dot Adventure. Um, I, want, I need to buy that. It's a very cool game based all on like... Uh, basically like you think of it of like world of warcraft the entire thing is you are playing a person playing a video game and it's very fun the entire thing is like your character doesn't die your summer just gets shorter whenever your character dies and so that game ends when your summer ends which is like like really like makes me yeah. think of like my childhood wow. of like yeah. that's the end of the game my life was over day one of school let me tell you 100 percent. let me tell you right. something i couldn't it just stay up every night like playing the anime games. summer wars but yeah uh yeah. and then every single you assign your dice to your abilities rather than all of your abilities working off a d20 you're like oh i want my better ability to be like strength so i'm gonna give it a d20 whereas like my worst ability is intelligence so i'll give that my d4 and so what every time you're doing contested roles against the world of like oh the world its strength is like a D12. So I'm going to roll my D12 and then you have to beat that. Super cool. Super cool game. Um, I also picked up Call of Cthulhu recently. Haven't got oh, a chance to play it. Play it. It's so bad. Very fun. Uh, I've seen a few people play it um, and it's just the mechanics seem super awesome. Uh, and finally, Star Wars Edge of the Empire. Yep. Um, yep. Just a bunch of cool games. Check them out. If d and is not your play style, Check these different things out, and maybe I'll come back with more updates on like RPGs that are fun to play. Kids on bikes, uh, yeah, super cool. Bikes so good. Based entirely. So at the end of the day, all we want to do is show and tell anyone who watches or listens to this podcast how fun these things are, and try to gateway drug you into all of them, because. <laughs> Misery loves company, and we need a fourth. We need more people to spend ridiculous amount of money like we do. Especially on Redemption. You guys ready? Should I crack this pack? Uh, we are now on Amazon Music. Let's go. We're now on Amazon Music. <laughs> oh, Soon to be on yo. Apple and Google. Uh, I can I do a shout-out really quick? By the way, for different art. Speaking of RPGs and different RPG styles. Do it. Uh, give my boy Grant Howitt. A, a peak he's on twitter uh he's got his own website kind of a thing he specializes in one page rpgs interesting um, oh so stinking good he did yeah. honey high paste uh there is a warhammer 40k there is like there's so many stinking one page army rpgs by him that are so stinking good if you're like, yo, I'm struggling to figure out as a DM what I should do for this next session, 
yuck one of those free one-page RPD RPGs by Grant Howitt. Yeah, you can just Google them. Masterful game designer and should be paid to do such. Like, go follow him. Go support him. Like, seriously, like, like, seriously, so super cool. So so good. I'm here for it. All right. Finish us off with that crack pack of redemption. Actually, have a top down camera. Uh, uh, Spotify listeners and maybe Amazon Music listeners, soon to be Apple Music and uh, everything else. Check on out the YouTube uh, because you're not gonna be able to tell what we're doing, but we're gonna try to walk you through everything that's going on here. Yeah. So this is also the lucky way to crack a pack is slowly here at the bottom. Okay, okay, okay. So, so this is how you you. So this is the the top here. You actually start at the bottom. Yep. And yep. Slowly, uh, open this up right here. This is where, um, because the luck of a pack actually escapes out the top. Mm, right. So you got to so make wait. sure you get hit with it. You want to keep the luck in there as long that. as possible. <laughs> now, to be fair, I don't. I I couldn't tell you what a good card. <laughs> right yeah, but I'm here to get a hundred dollars card. I'm here to look it up uh, as soon as it hits, though. So we should yeah. be good. So this is actually uh, the hardest pack I've ever had to open. <laughs> All right, so there we go. So this is let's. This is the priest booster pack. Nice. Okay. okay. It contains ten limited edition cards. So uh, here, here. You have to do four to the here. front like Pokemon. I have no idea. <laughs> I have no idea. I'm so excited so, um, for this. <laughs> Day of Atonement. Also, I don't okay. know what these this means Ooh. up here in the corner. Like, I don't know what the rarity is. We're experiencing this with you. Yeah, we have yeah, no so. idea what's happening. Uh, looks like Day of Atonement oh. is a pike. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh! What is what that? What does that say? It's called Angel in the Path. Whoa! Angel is jacked. Hit us up with that price real quick. Whatever, that looks, whatever it is, it's a five-five. I think okay. it's kind of shimmery. It's kind of hard to tell. But we'll set that up there. We got Ahab's armor. Look okay. at him riding that chariot. Kind of hard to see there. I'll try to do better. Um, we got uh, Abim Abimaz. I believe he, was he a giant? <laughs> uh, one thing, fun fact about these cards, they have the Bible reference on them. That is like, true. That text. is very cool. Now, Jonathan and uh, Himaz, not Abimaz, stayed Second uh, Samuel 1717. I digress. So we'll just set that there. Abimelech, priest of Nob. He's a 3-3. Three, three. <laughs> Lifeling and trample. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> Lifeling and trample. Uh, Holy of Holies. Wow, these card hearts are great. You know, what? Holy, holy. <laughs> uh, I don't know what this is, but it's a 9-7. Oh, my gosh. It's Babylonian forces, and it says Whoa. they all special abilities on red brigade heroes. <laughs> Seems very specific. Search, drop Why pile. does it feel like we're opening banger after banger? <laughs> <laughs> I hope we are. I sincerely hope that these are just all gas. <laughs> Uh, deafening spirit. I think this is. I think this means it's like a bad thing, mm. like a bad guy, or like a curse or something. Uh, blemished sacrifices. Uh, another like bad thing. Um, the last card, blessings for obedience. So I have no idea what any of these cards are, what they mean, what they no. do. I did open the other pack I got. Oh, okay. I want to show this to Jared. 
Cause Show us Jared, those bad boys off. If you've ever used this card in a black uh, foretell okay. uh, deck, Poison the Cup, right? Yeah. Like you close your eyes yeah. and think of that card in that image. This is called yeah. Poison, and I swear, <laughs> same art as Poison the Cup. That's the exact art. That is the exact <laughs> it's art. Pretty much this, but uh, it. I think it kills things. Um, but uh, I think it kills things. Lance, uh, Stone of Thebes, Silas, Ahab, submissiveness, submissiveness of Mary. Swear. It's just so sus. Swear. It's just so. Uh, and then sus. Judas Iscariot, and he seems like a big bad dude. He's a six six. Wow. I don't know what wow. any of these cards do. I have no <laughs> idea. All I know is. This angel is jacked. <laughs> I I <laughs> cannot find the website where we figured out the prices of all these before, but that Don't seems worry. hype. I got you. Perfect. Thank you. We should have posted uh, in the, the Discord. Name? Uh, this card is called Angel in the Path. Okay, Angel in the Path. And this Babylonian Forces is a 9-7. I feel like that's got to be good, right? I don't know. <laughs> they all seem amazing and i'm so glad that this has happened honestly i'm so glad that someone's gonna sub to our patreon and play with us play with us yeah <laughs> it's amazing we gotta we gotta hit up the redemption tournament whenever that happens there's this up with this jacked angel and do some work yeah dude i'm in on that <laughs> so awesome oh man oh my god have you found the pricing we should probably think of something clever to sign off with because it's about that time this has been the table talk podcast where we do our best to try to inform you about the cool things that we think are cool um just three casual admittedly casual nerds just talking about the stuff that keeps us up past our bedtime and thank you so much for joining us for episode three again shout out special thank yous if you made it this far to our boys um thatcher ethan stiefel just to name a few uh thank you so much for uh, your listening support and yeah um yeah sure. let's, like, like, let's keep in touch if you want to be a part of the discord reach out you know, we, me and Jared played a couple games of Magic just via Discord the other night, and it was fantastic, and we'd love to play with you, too. So let's hang out. Let's have fun. Let's do nerdy things. Any final thoughts, Mr. Uh, Mr. Mason? Um, Do things that make you happy. Play games. Do whatever you want uh, in terms of nerdiness. There you go. And, uh... <laughs> and listen to your mom. And listen to your mom. Uh, that's a vital one, too. Uh, don't so vital. don't just buy whatever you want. Make sure you put some idea into the the purchase and then buy whatever you want because you're going to anyways because you're a nerd and it happens yeah. and it's okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just don't spend your it's life okay. savings on yeah. it. Right. And just uh, remember, angel in the path costs twenty five cents. Perfect. <laughs> <laughs> Rip. Oh, and that's the end. It's been real. <laughs> and that's the end. It's been real.